Welcome to Dad Rocks, a podcast for dads who love music, made by dads who love music. Hello and welcome to Dad Rocks, the podcast about being a dad and loving music and how the two intersect in our lives. I'm your host, Josh, and today on the show, I talk with Alisa Ali, one of the DJs on New York radio station WFUV. We had a great conversation about parenthood, how she became a DJ, and music in general. You'll also hear some, well, I guess some surprise, you can call them guests, uh, that come on the show during the course of the show. Um, basically, uh, you know, it kind of adds to the effect of us being parents and having to deal with you know, having kids while we're trying to do stuff we like to do. Now, I did not misspeak when I said she. Uh, Elisa is, in fact, a she. She is a, a mom, and she is the first mom on Dad Rocks, and we're excited about that. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great conversation. Elisa is such a great radio DJ. She knows her music. She's a big music fan. Uh, she loves being a mom. Um, and I think that comes out in our conversation that we have. And it, it's a great conversation. We do talk about a wide range of things. And uh, at the end, if you are a WFUV uh, listener and supporter, you're going to get a, a, a little uh, fun little thing that happened at the end of the show and uh, that may have influenced uh, her show uh, during the midday block on WFUV. But uh, without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Elisa Ali. Alisa, welcome to Dad Rocks. Thank you so much for allowing a mother on Dad Rock. <laughs> yeah, well, I was I was going to say, um, you know, how, how does it feel to be the first mom on the show? Honestly, I am so honored, and uh, I hope that I won't be the last mom. So I'll try to set no. a good, good example for the other moms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been we've been talking about getting uh, some moms on the show, uh, you know, just to expand and you know, you know, there's only so many th times we can talk to dads. I mean, there's tons of dads out there, but sometimes we want to get a, a perspective from moms. Um, well, I appreciate too. that. Yeah. Uh, so first off, how is uh, life with a toddler? Are you enjoying it? Uh, you know, how, how are things going right now? Oh, it is a mix of absolute joy and frustration. <laughs> I love it. And I also like, oh God, dinner tonight was tough. Every night it's tough. I'm like, please just eat your food. Please. <laughs> Why do you need to throw your food? Where are you going? Um, but then he, he says things like, sorry, mommy. Sorry. I love you. And I'm like, all right. Dang it. Yeah, you're cute. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what's the language situation on a podcast? You can curse as much oh, as you I, want we, we, no. are, we are we we have the expletive uh uh you know notification that it is not a clean show we tried to do that initially but uh -huh. we had uh our our one of our guests uh steve gorman from the black crows oh, uh, nice. drummer of the black crows yeah he just he broke we just that. Let, he just yeah well we we <laughs> tried and there were times where we we let one slip but he was just off to the races and we were uh -huh. just like well we're just you know the cat's out of the bag at this point yeah. so let's just uh keep it but yeah go ahead say whatever you want you know it's uh I this is love, it's a podcast i love cursing it is so <laughs> much fucking fun but yeah. i've obviously as a mom i try not to 
And as like an on air radio host, I cannot. Um, but it, it's, it's surprising what a potty mouth I have being that I have those extreme restrictions, but you know, now that I know I can let one rip, who yeah. knows what the fuck will happen. <laughs> well, I, you know, as a teacher, as a public school teacher, I have to, uh, yeah, you, you, you get what's, that's what's helpful when you have to restrict it for your job, yeah. because when you're dealing with your kid, it's like, you don't even have to like turn that on or, you know, really yeah. think about it only in right. times of, you know, super frustration. Yeah. Uh, or like when I'm driving, sometimes, yeah. you know, I'll let yeah. one loose. Thankfully yeah. my four-year-old isn't, I mean, I could be jinxing things now, but he's not usually one to repeat like words. Uh, really? Thankfully, yet. Wow. Yeah. There's, there was there was one time I forget what I said. I said something and uh -huh. he's I was like, oh, no, no, that just means this. And he never used it again. But like, you know, thankfully, he's he has not done the repeating stuff. Wow. Yet. You had your son right around the start of uh, COVID, right? Right before it hit some something like that. Uh, I'm not sure of the exact date. Um, how was that having your son right before the pandemic hit? And, you know, having a, you know, an infant uh, newborn at home when basically the world shut down. Um, well, you know, I, I kind of feel like he saved us because of the timing. We were, you know, we were making everyone hand sanitized because he was a newborn and we were being like careful of who was going to come over. Um, and we normally wouldn't have been, you know, normally, like if I didn't have him, I would have just been, you know, hanging out with friends and family all willy nilly. But because, you know, that happened, because he was a newborn, we were being really hygienic and, and safe in that way and, and limiting our exposure to people. So in that way, I kind of feel like he kept us all safe. Um, yeah. But then we had him and he was a newborn. And then this started happening and we were like, wow, we just brought a child into the world while it's ending. <laughs> so it was weird. Um, I remember like listening to NPR because I was on maternity leave then. And I was just like nonstop listening to NPR, like while breastfeeding and feeling <laughs> like what in the hell is happening? Am I like poisoning my milk with like all this crazy bad juju or something like that like I was so stressed out um but you know at the same time it it was kind of a blessing in disguise because you know you only get three months maternity leave but because it happened everything shut down and everyone had to work remotely so I didn't end up going back to work for a year and a half. Like, I mean, I, I started working again, but I didn't go into the studio. So, right. you know, and normally I guess I would have put my child in daycare at three months, but I didn't. He was at home with me for a year and a half of his life. And it was awesome because I got to spend all that time with my baby where I, I definitely wouldn't have. It was awesome, but it was also really hard because working from home with a child is not easy. And he walks Hi, in mama. as he walks in on <laughs> cue. Hi, hey, baby. It's all right. I'm about to collect my son, my newborn son. You're so about to strap on, on a child. Yeah, okay. On the, on the baby Bjorn. Yeah. We'll see there you how go. hopefully he'll stay silent. There you go. Listeners, I apologize. I have my newborn son with me. So if you hear any grunts, that's uh, what you're hearing is me with uh, my... My uh, six-week-old son strapped oh, to me. Um, that is adorable. 
So, you know, you were saying you actually ended up uh, working from home. I know I, when I was listening to WFUV uh, during that time, everyone was, you know, kind of working from home. Um, so what was that like? How did you manage all of that, you know, once you did start working again with, a, a, you know, essentially an infant at home? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was tough because, as you know, infants and children in general are not really into cooperation and giving you your time to work on things while they do other things. You know, it's pretty much just they want your attention nonstop. Um, And for the most part, I didn't mind. And I, I just was kind of like, all right, listeners, you know that I like I was I leveled with the listeners. And I said, you know that I'm back from maternity leave. I'm broadcasting from home. You, that was Jasper you just heard. He's, I'm sorry he's crying. <laughs> so like when he would be crying or being like extremely loud, I would just like cut my break short and just be like, and here's a song. <laughs> you know? I just go to music like really quickly. Um, but then other times, I would just kind of talk over him. I'd kind of be like, like with the microphone like this and then the baby like holding him away. <laughs> so I'd be kind of doing this. Or sometimes I'd even kind of like, it's so stupid. I don't know why I thought like covering, pu- cupping my hand over him <laughs> would kind of dull the sound. It totally didn't. Um, but uh, it, it actually ended up being really great because he came through loud and clear on the radio. And, you know, we started getting responses from listeners being like, oh, that's so cool. I think I heard DJ Baby Smiles. Um, And he got that name, by the way, because our our beloved Rita Houston, who was our our program director, she dubbed him DJ Baby Smiles. Like not because of the radio, just like before he was even born, she started calling him that in utero. Right. But anyway, so like I started calling him, that was DJ Baby Smiles. Um, and uh, and people started just like really liking it. Like it was kind of like a sighting. Like I heard I heard DJ Baby Smiles, you know? We're hearing DJ Baby Smiles right now. Yes, DJ Baby Smiles can count now. And um, he's, he's a little bit of a microphone hog. And he, <laughs> he also, it's weird because he's grown up on Zoom. So like whenever he this was like my his daddy, first yeah my daddy I need to go watch SpongeBob with daddy yeah you want to go watch SpongeBob with daddy mm-hmm. so he like whenever he sees me like on a Zoom he just assumes that like oh I should just sit in your lap now because like that's what right. he grew up doing like we took meetings with him we you know, pretty much did everything together. So he's like, actually like used to holding my microphone. (laughs) Um, He's actually got a great mic technique. Um, That's good. And a lot of slobber on the microphone, (laughs) a lot of broken headphones. You would think, and the other cool thing is that like, you know, one of his early words is microphone. <laughs> he knows the word. You see, he knows the word headphones. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, he's, he's got an interesting vocabulary. He's just starting to really talk a lot. But I was like, oh, you know, microphones. Oh, you know, 
you know, music, you know, radio, like he knows these very specific work related terms, which, you know, is unique. So, so it's been like really fun and, and, and interesting. And I think the child like has a unique perspective because like he hears mommy on the radio and he's, he's like, you know, no talking mommy, mommy radio. So it's like, <laughs> It's pretty cool. Yeah. We're still working on his musical taste. It's like oh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit bus. later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that but, a little later. Yeah. But yeah, it comes. But yeah, um, it's been good. That's, yeah, it's great. Uh, so what have, you know, obviously, you know, what have been some of the big highlights that you've experienced as a, as a parent so far? Oh, some of the highlights. Well, you know what? One of my favorite things... Mommy was once he started talking you want to talk to one of my favorite things he said to me out of the blue he came over okay you want some of this coconut water he said mommy you're my best friend i was like am i who's your best friend who's your best friend oh he said mommy's my best friend and he's still into me so that is like one of the best things ever. Can I have that? Um, it's funny too, because sometimes he'll say, mommy, you're my best friend. Daddy, you're not my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten a lot of, uh, my son was, spends a lot of time with my mother and he calls her Bubby. So he's like, for when he was around your son's age, he was like, Bubby's my best friend, you know, I love Bubby. You yeah. Know? So it's like, you know, that's just, you know, that's great. It's, 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 you know, it's great to hear, but you know, it's it's always the best when they say they love you and uh, yeah you know, and what, what. yeah he says things like I missed you mommy when I pick him up from daycare I mean like when he says those things it's just like oh god mother's love you melted my heart babe you love me so much and, and on the flip side what would have been some of the biggest challenges that you've experienced um well you know I feel like. Sometimes I feel like, do I have to fucking do everything? Sorry. You know? I just feel like I'm doing, I'm doing everything all the time, and I'm and I'm tired. You know, just like when do I get a break? Also, the other frustration is that nobody told me there would be this much cleaning. Holy, <laughs> what in the always cleaning? Like, it's why nice. is this wet? What, what, how is, is this wet? Why, <laughs> why is this sticky? You know, like, where did these, why is there a Cheerio under my foot at all times? Um, yeah, it's just like nonstop cleaning and wow. It's the, uh, you know, that's, that's stressful. It just, it's just, I think the, the biggest frustration is that, you know, I'm tired and I feel like, like, you know, you go to work you come home and then like this is the the real hard job like when I went to work when I finally went back after you know broadcasting from home and I all I had to do all I had to do was work and not work and take care of him I was like wow this is so much easier I really like working now mm -hmm. like it's it's a little <laughs> bit of me time you know Yep. So it's cool. Exactly like that. So I like um, 
I like going to work. <laughs> I like, well, I mean, I love my job. So like, yeah. I loved it anyway, but like, yeah. you know, to have a personal space where it's just you, it, it feels like luxurious. Well, that's like my wife who's been working. She, she hasn't had to go back to work since the pandemic started because when her job, uh, had her go back, had, had everyone go back like at one week, one day a week or one time, one time, is it one day? Yeah. One day a week. They, uh, she started like ask, she started getting exemptions because of, uh, being pregnant. So she has not, by the time she's done, uh, with maternity leave, she will almost have been three years out of the office. Wow. That's um, crazy. Yeah. And she'd still be working from home most four days a week. But she's yeah. it's the same with me. Like, I, you know, I'd be going to work and she's like, well, enjoy getting out of the house. And I was like, yeah. you know, Sorry. it's not like I'm doing, you know, I'm doing my job, but I totally get it. Like, it's um, a little you know, survivor's like, guilt, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, you were mentioning, you know, how, like, uh, you know, at the beginning, you know, you were able to have, you know, being at home and everything. It was, it was a lot, it was definitely helpful. Um, you know, being with an infant son at home. Uh, now that, when did you make the move to the midday show? Um, the midday time slot was that was that before COVID or was that? Yeah, yeah, okay. it was before COVID. Um, it was probably a year or two, maybe. Three? But do you think like do you think if you had if you were do you think you would be able to manage having a kid doing? you know, the nighttime slot on the alternative side, or do you think it's, you know, going almost having like a regular typical job, uh, you know, time slot has been helpful with a, with a young kid. It really is. It really is. It's so much better, but you know, before I had a kid or was, you know, really even thinking of that, I was trying to get off that shift because I was on from six to 10 and I, I feel like I kind of got bamboozled into this and not to throw anybody under the bus, but I was like, I mean, well, what happened was I was doing the alternate side um, and we had it on 91.5 and we were doing it 6am to 12, right? It was a longer shift, but it was daytime, but then we lost it. And for some reason, like we weren't able to do that. And so I was like, well, I lost my air shift you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. They're like, don't worry, we'll bring you back onto WFUV, but you're going to take this shift six to 10. And I was just kind of like, well, I mean, I'm glad to still have an air shift, you know, so fine, I'll do it. But I, I got tired of that very quickly because I couldn't go to shows anymore. And my friends didn't want to hang out with me because I'm not <laughs> getting off of work until 10. And then I'd be like, who's ready to party at 1030? And they're like, are you crazy? I'm going to bed. I'm not yeah. going out at that time. So it, it like turned into like a lonely existence because my friends couldn't hang out with me. And, you know, I could only go to like late shows. I'm waking up super late and I'm, I just was not on the same schedule as, as anybody except these like club kids who I wasn't friends right. with. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it was just like, I, I had been trying to get off that shift. And so when I finally got onto the midday shift, I was like, this is just the sweetest shift period. I like, I'm never leaving this shift. They're going to have to like force me out. Yeah. My, my sister-in-law is, uh, she was, she, she's worked in radio for forever. She's now like the, the director of pop music at Sirius XM, but she was 
uh, one of the I want to say she was the midday host at WPLJ before they, um, oh. they closed the closed shop. Um, so but she I remember when she when she first moved up to Jersey City with uh, to live with you know my brother before they got married. Um, she was taken, she was at WPLJ, but doing the night shift and she was like, she could not wait, you know, she's there for a long time, but she could not wait to get off of that yeah. late, yeah. late, you know, late night shift. And my brother is, he's a, he's, he, he's in the EDM world. So he travels a lot. So he's out, you know, late night anyway. So that time frame wasn't too bad for him, but just like right. in general, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's like, you're, you're right. You can't do much. Cause it's like, yeah. if you go out, you're like, well, I gotta go to work soon. And you know, it's, and then you're up till three, four in the morning. Anyway, yeah. So, which I was, crazy. I mean, I was keeping the most insane hours. I would be like, oops, it's 5am and I'm still awake. Dang, I really should get to bed. And then I'd go to bed and like, it would be okay. Cause I didn't have to get to work until, you know, five so it was okay i mean there's a certain like kind of fun cool vibe that you get from you know doing a, a night show that i don't feel like i have uh in the midday right, but, i feel like but middays... do you but do you want to be doing that you know in your in your 30s and 40s or is that you know that's yeah, that's the like, thing is like yeah you know it's it's fun in your 20s to have that right but... yeah yeah but i mean i was doing that in my 30s yeah. So it's no, like, I, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. But, I could, but that, that, that's at the time when you're, I think yeah. you're saying like, basically you're like you're ready to get out of it. Yeah. Because everyone else, yeah. all your friends are like, you probably have nine exactly. to five jobs and they're just, you know. Exactly. And they're like, okay, yeah, no, I mean, I guess we'll not see you. Yeah. And then like on the weekends I'd been living, I'd be on this crazy shift. So like, I'm still waking up at like the crack of 1 p.m., and my friends are like, yeah. we've already had a day. I don't know what you've been doing. You've slept the day away. So. so how did you, you know, was being a radio DJ something that you always, you know, w wanted to be growing up? You know, were you huge into music? Did you listen to it like specific radio stations? That, you know, or is it just something that you kind of fell into later on? I just fell into it. It was not something that I always wanted to do. Um, I mean, I love WKRP in Cincinnati. That was a great TV show and uh, it was very influential, but I never thought that I would be um, on the radio. I had never even considered it. I've always loved music, but doesn't everyone love music? Like, well, I think it, I, I, I feel like, you know, with with certain people, it's like, you know, I love music, but I've I'm also I've been like a semi hipster since I was like 12. Like I was very <laughs> snobbish about what kind of music I listened to. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it's not until I got into my like early thirties that my brain kind of opened up to a lot more stuff. But, you know, I feel like there's certain people like, uh, my, our, you know, Joe, who, uh, my friend, our co-host Joe, uh, who's usually on the show. He's, he had, you know, he has a knowledge base of, 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 you know, rock music, punk rock and, and hard rock. That's like way beyond anything I have, you know, you know, have. And he's always, you know, he does a little uh, online radio show uh, with WFMU. And, you know, but he every time I listen to his show, he's like cranking out new stuff that I've never heard. And he's finding stuff and like discovering yeah. things. And like, I feel like that's the kind of stuff that people, you know, need to have. And I mean, you can love music, but then there's like sure. that extra gear that yeah. you want to go and explore and find, you know, yeah. the new things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, it always seemed like a hobby to me. You know what I mean? Like I was always into it ever since I would probably say high school. Um, 
I was always looking for new stuff. I was always like really like so energized and like, like loved going to concerts, loved talking about music, loved going to record stores, but like so did all of my friends. So right. um, it just didn't seem like, and, and my husband is like a huge music fan too. And he's a teacher. So it's like, you know, I always hung out with all of my friends. We, we kind of are friends because of our shared love of music. And we've got like, um, you know, people who are, you know, uh, finance people who are teachers who are, you know, in healthcare all over, like, we're all just like really into music. So yeah, it didn't seem like something that you could actually get a job in. Right. Um, but then, you know, I just was like, you know what, one day, you know what it was that I wanted to do it is because I heard, I heard this show called the world cafe. I don't yep. know if you know this WXPN. show. WXPN. That's WXPN right. WXPN down Philly, yep. I love WXPN. So I heard the World Cafe, and it was, you know, an interview and live music show. And I was like, wow. And I, I, I don't remember what interview I heard, but I was like just riveted by this interview. And I was like, wow, what a cool job. Could a girl like me do something like that? <laughs> and, uh, and then I started trying to do that or just get into radio. And, uh, <laughs> was that in college or was that after college that you started? Uh, it was, well, it was, um, well, I didn't, it, it was, I was an adult I'll say, cause I, um, I have, uh, it took me 20 years to get a college degree because okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went to college, I kind of like, you know, flirted with the idea of college many times, <laughs> dropped out, got back in, dropped out, got back in. Um, so, you know, I'd get a full-time job, just be like, I'll just do this for three years and then go back. And it wasn't until I started thinking about like doing this job of like interviewing bands and playing music that I was like, all right, let me, let me try and do this. So I reached out to Rita Houston, who worked at FUV at the time, and that was her gig at FUV. And I was like, can I, can I do this? And she was like, no, you absolutely cannot. <laughs> she was like, you have zero experience and um, you don't even go to Fordham University. And I was like, well, if I went to Fordham, could I do it? She was like, I mean, you could, you could be a production assistant. And I was like, aha. So I had never gotten my college degree and I was like, well, I'll just get it. Cause like, you're supposed to get one of those. Right. right. So I, I, it, I should probably get a college degree anyway, and it will afford me this opportunity to like get my foot in the door at the station. So I did. So I signed up to like, as an adult to go to Fordham just so that I can work at the radio station. And as soon oh, wow. as I got accepted, I went back to the radio station and was like, can I have a job please? And they were like, <laughs> Rita was like, "All right, kid, you're in." <laughs> did now, Did you grow up in the New York area, or yeah, um, yeah, I did. I'm from the Bronx. Okay, so mm -hmm. FUV was always on your radar because, like, for me, you know, I, I live in Jersey, grew up in Jersey. You know, FUV obviously was out there, and I might have, you know, but it was never 
like on my radar until yeah. like my 20s when my mom like because I don't think we could pick it up very well out in Jersey mm-hmm. uh, in certain parts. Um, yeah. But then, you know, when every, all the radio stations kind of start dying out, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just that we, it was what was left. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. a great station. But that's that's amazing. Like, you know, you had that. Did you listen to FUV a lot growing up? I No, I didn't listen to FUV growing up. I listened to WDRE. I listened to, you know, the commercial radio stations to right. Hot 97, WPLJ, um, KISS FM. Um, K-Rock you know, I, before. K-Rock, yeah. yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it wasn't until I was an adult, like at home doing a crossword puzzle, <laughs> like, on a, like an adult NPR aged person that I was like, Oh, what a riveting conversation. And there's music too. <laughs> so like yeah. that, that's, that's what got me adult. Elisa got into, um, to radio and specifically FUV. Yeah. Um, you know, and. I guess it, oh, my question about like uh, FUV in general, it's it's because it is a a non you know, um, uh, uh, wow, public radio. Sorry, yeah, it's public radio. You know, it has a member, which I I'm a member of WFUV. Um, Thank you so much. And, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, while it's it's kind of like you know that kind of a station, it's it's not WFMU where it's not freeform. You obviously you guys are adult uh, alternative. Uh, in some respects, you do seem to have some sort of freedom in in what you select. I know when I when I'm able to catch your show, especially like there's tracks in there that I wouldn't expect, you know, hearing on the same station. Um, so how do you go about creating your playlists for your show? Um, you know, and do you ever get pushback from the station managers about what you want to put on the show? <laughs> Oh, inside baseball, and please don't tell my boss. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to listen to this show, but they're probably, I don't know. But um, I do get pushed back. I do get clapped back a lot <laughs> because it is, um, you know, I, I think uh, some of the things that I play are like noticeably different, and it is a bit of a departure from the format um but i love a lot of what's on the format too so you know i feel like it's a happy medium um i try to play things that i know they will like and i will like like it's kind of like if i'm djing a party you know i'm playing to my audience right but i'm still gonna slip in some songs that that you maybe, love. <laughs> just, maybe just I want to hear. Um, but you know, I'm all not always. Sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised where someone's like, "Hey," because they're not coming. I feel like people are not coming to the party to hear Elisa's songs. They're coming to the party to hear the songs that they think they're gonna hear. But I right. think like if I sometimes play an Elisa song, that they'll be like, "Oh, okay, not bad. Yeah, okay, I could go for that. Don't play it too much." But, you know, keep, keep, keep on playing some of those new ones. So, so sometimes maybe um, I will go a little too far and then my music director will be like, dude, come on, really? <laughs> no, that did not work. And then sometimes like a stinker on my own short, sure, like I have made mistakes like, all right, that was not the best seg. <laughs> it worked. It, it was going to work better in my head than I actually executed it. 
but you know, what, what are you going to do? So yeah. it's kind well, of a given and a take. I feel like the station has kind of taken on some songs that are not, you know, that typical adult alternative format more recently. I've been hearing more like dancey ish songs some more poppy songs. I don't know what song it is, but there's that one that's like in half Spanish that I was, um, that's uh, I, I don't know the artist or the song. I keep missing. It's cool. I keep hearing it. Okay. Yeah. yeah that that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's like, you know, kind of a departure from the typical, what you expect, like hearing, yeah. You know, on there, like, you know, Brandy Carlisle or, yeah. you know, yeah. a band like Dawes yeah. or, or something yeah. like that. So um, but, you know, so I, I feel like it's it's nice to hear because, you know, you guys do say music discovery. So it's like right. you know, there is a lot of, of music discovery on there. Yeah. I, I was just curious because, you know, it is not a, you know, a commercial station um, and there are a lot of shows, you know, that especially in the in the weekend and the, the evening that have that like kind of free form uh, or thematic uh, aspect to it. But I was just curious with you, you know, if you were given like these are the songs you must play, you must play these, or if you were just like this is what I'm going to do today and just kind of check it off with your with your station manager. No, no, I have songs that I must play, oh, okay. and you know sometimes I don't like them. <laughs> That's okay. You know, that's part. Of, it's part of the job. You know, that's what you guys. I will do. never say which. Yeah. I would never say which songs I don't. But but I also but there's you know along with that comes comes, you know some some choice some freedom of choice. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously you had the the alternate side, which was more of like uh, you know alternative music, uh, kind of more underground. Have you ever had the chance to like really break a band on the radio? I mean, like, it's hard to say because we we played very early, like bands like Tudor Cinema Club. We played um, we played churches really early. Um, I don't know that I would say we broke them. You know, I don't know what like, you know, and when we do this new feature called New York Slice, where I'm asking local bands, mostly unsigned bands, um, to submit their music. And I've seen that, you know, after they get played, they're getting more gigs, like they have a record deal now. Um, they're gaining more traction. I don't know if that's breaking them, but it's certainly like giving a chance like trying to like help them so i mean you heard it first like it's very commercial yeah. radio like i i don't know how much credit i would take for breaking a band per se but i certainly want to help them all as much as i possibly can but like you know spoon doesn't need our help no. you know they're no. well established but that said if they put out a new album i am going to play it because i love spoon so like I'm not playing them to break them. I'm playing them because I because I like that. Mostly I'm playing things because I like it. Hello everyone. This is Chris Ballou from the Presidents of the United States of America. Or if you have little children, you know me as Casper Baby Pants. And you are listening to Dad Rocks. You know, obviously you love all, all types of music and I, you know, I've obviously mentioned Spoon and I know that you, I was looking as I was researching you, you know, I, I found a video of you uh, 
at the Capitol Theater, kind of opening the uh, My Morning Jacket show, you know, introducing them on stage. So obviously you love that kind of music. But growing up, what kind of music were you were you into? Oh, I mean, I was into pop music. I loved Culture Club and Duran Duran. And um, I loved a lot of R&B music. I loved like 90s hip hop was my jam. Um, the Smiths were really big for me. Um, the Cure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like earlier, like young, I my first record was... Um, this is going to date me, but my first record that I bought was E, what was it? It was, um, <laughs> it was uh, Mickey by Tony Basil. Oh, Mickey, oh, wow. you're so fine. Yep. You're so mm -hmm. fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Anyway, so like pop music, pop yeah. music was where it's at. And I still love pop music. Ain't no shame in that game. I love it. Nope. You love what you love. That's, you know, I, you know, it's, yeah. it's, that's the one thing on this show, you know, uh, when we talk, we talk, uh, you know, what we've been listening to or, you know, the music that, you know, shows or whatever, you know, usually, uh, you know, my co-host Joe and our producer Steve, they'll talk about all of this, you know, usually more hard rock, heavier stuff or, you know, Steve will sometimes be more like, you know, even more out there with some stuff. And then I will be like, I love this jazz album. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. that kind of and, and that's my, you know, everyone loves what they love and you can't, you, yeah. you know, that's that's what's great. That's one thing I really like about, you know. Your WFUV and stations like WXPN and, you know, even the freeform stuff is that you put it on and you'll hear something that you may not expect to hear. And it kind of like, yeah. you know, sometimes I'll unlock a door and you'll be like, oh, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole now. Yeah. Uh, but there's no shame in liking music. You no, book, no. So. Like we I think we did like a couple of times we did these features like specialty days, like um, like one hit wonders uh we've done uh something like we i remember there was one feature day that we did like you know s what was it called guilty pleasures that's what they call oh, it yes, guilty yes. Pleasures. i remember i remember that yeah, yeah yes yes we do guilty pleasures um but you know i always say like you shouldn't feel guilty about the music that you like you like it like why feel guilty about it yeah i i don't i don't think you should ever feel guilty about it at all no. But yeah, I mean, like I, I was really into, you know, a lot of Tribe Called Quest. I was really nice. into Diggable Planets, um, nice. Mary J. Blige. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm like, I don't think Hot 97 was a thing when I was, like it, it was when I was a little bit older. But um, right. yeah, I was like, but that type of music was yeah, yeah, yeah. what I listened to. Obviously, you were, you mentioned before that you were you're like my son doesn't have good you know, taste in music, and obviously you're going to try to influence his taste in music a little bit. You know, it's your job pretty much. Um, but who were how did you get turned on to things? Was it just the radio, your friends, you know, siblings, parents? Who? Mm -hmm. No, definitely not my parents. My parents listened to old calypso music, okay. um, which I also love. I mean, we're from Trinidad, so so like. Okay. That's that's what's going on in the house. Yeah. Um, and um, my sisters. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I was influenced by some of my sisters' taste. They love like disco and stuff like that. Um, they're I'm the youngest of, of my family, so like they were they were from the disco era. So we we heard a lot of Donna Summer and Bee Gees, and I still love that stuff. Um, 
but I guess just my friends and radio really like WDRE was a big station for me. I loved that one. It was very, um, alternative, modern. Um, oh, you know what I listened to a lot? 120 minutes. That was like my gateway. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. MTV's 120 minutes was so influential to me. I mean, probably more than radio, it was 120 minutes that I just well, was know, like, we need to watch this constantly. I wasn't watching it. I was listening to it as if it were a radio station. I mean, but that's what MTV was back then. Like, it really was yeah. kind of like the gatekeepers and you had. Yeah. I mean, I found like I got obsessed with Ben Folds 5 pre before they put Brick out because I saw yeah. the, you know, the music video for Battle of Who Could Care Less and like it broke my brain and like I became obsessed with this band in middle school. And, but like you would never find their music on like even MTV, even like even in the late nineties, early two thousands, right. like before right. they stopped showing music videos. Yeah. But at the time, like in the early nineties, whether through regular video stuff or like on 120 minutes or even like Beavis and Butthead, you would see yeah. Yeah. videos that, yeah. you know, could really cool stuff. But, you know, and that's, I feel like that's, Nowadays, with you know all the streaming services, there's no gatekeeper. Like there's, it's just, yeah. the, which is great because a lot of people have a lot of opportunity. Yeah. But there's also like, I don't know what to listen to. Sometimes there's just yeah. so much stuff out there. You know what I think it is now for kids? I think it's TikTok because like there's yeah. these yeah. like it's so bizarre too because like these obscure songs from my youth will come back. Like I remember there was a Mountain Goats song. Oh, really? That was like really popular. I was like, it's like an obscure one too. Like, how do you know this song? Why is everybody talking about this song? It's so weird. And of course, like, you know, I don't know. There's just like tons of songs. I don't know where they're coming from, but then someone latches onto it and that becomes like the new thing. Right. It seems very yeah. random though. Yeah. Whereas no, like MTV it, it, was curated for us. Right. So. Right. And, but you know, it, it, but that's, I think also you, you, there's a lot more opportunity now for underground and uh, you know independent bands to do it. And I don't know, it's just it's just interesting because I'll get the the you know the either like the Bowery presents emails like for mm -hmm. shows, and I'm like I don't know any of these bands. Like yeah. it's like yeah, one one or two bands that I might have heard of, but then yeah. it's 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 like whatever. Um, so again, regarding you know again with your son. Um, you mentioned how you're you're not too fond of his taste in music. What is he listening to? What is he into? You know, has he shown any interest in what you play on the radio? He he does actually. I'm very proud to say that my child does have some good taste in the music. I'm mean, like mostly he's a toddler, so he wants to hear the wheels on the bus go round and round. He wants to hear head, shoulder, knees, and toes. You know, um, he wants to hear little things like that, but. You know, he he recognizes a lot of the stuff that I play and he'll he likes some of it and he starts dancing to it. And he certainly does not like like he doesn't like the slow songs. He doesn't like a ballad. He hates ballads. Right. But like I an upbeat most kids, song. I think most kids yeah. Not yeah. Like he's he's like, no, no. Um he he actually likes the Rolling Stones. I oh, catch nice. him it's weird. Like I catch him just like, can't you hear me now? Can like I hear him like going like dance moves like he'll he'll just like grab me and be like come on mommy let's dance and he'll pull me into the living room and then start like dancing with me he my husband plays guitar um so he loves the opening riff of smells like teen spirit 
but he only wants to hear the opening riff so like he cannot go forward in the song but like once he plays it he's like the kid in the rem video it's the end of the world as we know it who's Mm -hmm. just like running around with his like skateboard and dancing that's how he dances so it's like he's into kind of some like rock music that's like got an edge to it so you know i think that's kind of fun he loves some bowie uh, nice. but we're, we're really fostering that though you know yeah. that's like not something that he would naturally graduate gravitate towards because yeah. we like <laughs> we got him this book this like where's david bowie book and it's like a <laughs> where's waldo but with david bowie oh, and so we're listening to <laughs> we're listening to bowie in the background and we're like this is this is ziggy stardust this, here's Ziggy Stardust. So like we're teaching, we're teaching him, um, we're indoctrinating him. But um, but yeah, like he he does. Oh, you know what his favorite song is? His favorite song is the one two three four song that Feist does. Feist does a Sesame Street version yes, of one yeah, we, two three we four. We used to listen to that all the time. <laughs> yes. He is obsessed with that song. And he actually gets a little bit confused when he hears the real version of it. He's like, right. wait, no, this is not right. But he still likes it. But um, but yeah, that's that's probably his favorite song. Nice. Yeah. My son has it's it's frustrating because you know, I remember being like really into music and like being into the Beatles when I was like three. Um, but my son, you know, he likes music, but he I feel like it hasn't been until recently. That he's like really started picking up. He likes singing along to certain songs. But for a while. He just wanted to listen to Sign Seal Delivered, but not oh. the Stevie Wonder version. He knew the Sharon Jones version first. Oh, as I wow. It, like, and then so he wanted cool. to hear both of them. And then like, yeah. So, But then then he got into, what you know, once the kids get into shows, like TV shows, then they, they, oh. they just want to listen to like the, the, the songs yeah. from the, well, at the least Coco my Melon does. shows. Yeah, like, yeah, he was listening. To, we, we were listening to the, the Spidey and His Amazing Friends, which is like a Disney Plus hmm. thing. And it's... Uh, Patrick Stump, the guy from uh, Fall Out Boy, and I'm not a big Fall Out Boy fan, but it's just like uh-huh. Fall Out Boy style music, just like constantly. <laughs> so, and he just wanted to hear it over and over and over wow. and over again. That is so, so funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's interesting, but you know, I think for me, it's like the. I, and I've said this on the podcast before. It's like I have to let go of my own w- wanting him to be like what I had, like with my father, yeah. just like giving me yeah. all this music. He's got yeah. to explore it and pick it up on yeah. his own. And, uh, totally. you know, yeah. I, I can't I cannot force it on him. But, yeah. you know, it's great that your your son is is like likes um, <laughs> Bowie and well, and the Stones, especially. That's always, you know, having those building blocks at a young age is, is great. It, it's totally just because we play Bowie and the Stones all the time at home. But actually, I remember Iman talking about how. David Bowie was always frustrated when his kid wanted to listen to pop music. And he's like, oh, this is dribble. You should be listening to Can or something <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, like even Bowie's family struggled with that. Yeah. So it's have, funny. Have you, have you heard of Casper Baby Pants? Uh, yes, Casper okay. Baby Pants. I actually don't know Casper Baby Pants' catalog, but I do know that it's the guy from Pot USA. And I love Peaches. I sing that song to Jasper all the time, and he loves you it. You definitely check it out. He, he, Chris has been a Chris Ballou has been a guest on our show, and he's his like 
there is some amazing like there's music on there that I will just listen to just like I will listen to his his Casper baby pan stuff it's just it's really great um I would definitely check it out because it's 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 if you like presidents United States of America definitely listen to his his stuff and my son was really into a bunch of the songs too so it's it's great because it's competent music for to listen yeah but you know what's interesting about Casper baby pants is that like he's that's one of these artists where like their catalog is so big. I don't even know where to start. Just so go on you... Spotify and just listen to, listen to the top 10 on Spotify the, the you know, the favorites Fair. and then just go from there because yeah, I mean, all the songs are like two minutes long. He's got like yeah. two Beatles albums. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, my favorite is, is one called Stompy the bear. Uh, uh-huh. And then there's um, one called like, you know, he takes a lot of old folk songs and he repurposes them and, but uh, yeah, that that one. There's one called Rig a Jig Jig that I like. Uh, my son also liked. There's, you know, like I'm saying, just literally go through the catalog. He's got some really cool videos on YouTube. If you you know if your son can watch you know YouTube videos, but you know, that's like I remember when a friend told me about it and I went and listened. I'm like, yep, this is stuff I will sh- play play my children. Like I will, <laughs> it's because it's good music. It's like you yeah. know straightforward music. It's it's not like. Like you said, like Coco Melon music. I mean, it's right, just, right. It's, it's, it's there was a there was a song by Imogen Heap called "The Happy Song," that was when Jasper was one. It was you know how Spotify does your wrapped. Yeah, that was the number one song for me by far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like when I did my Spotify wrapped. It was like you listen to Casper Baby Pants and Sesame Street <laughs> and Raffi and like you know it's like. Well, it's because I'm playing it constantly for right. my, chi- my child. So. Right, right. Going back to, you know, we were talking about the different radio stations, um, you know, that, you know, that were in, in the area. With 92.3 pretty much shutting its doors down, it seems like it's, you know, for New York City. I mean, I, maybe I'm missing some stations, but the ones I know about that are, you know, quote unquote rock stations are yeah. Q1043, which is a classic rock station. Uh, you guys, which is pretty much adult alternative. And then you got WFMU, which is just total free form all over mm-hmm. the place. And, you know, there is WRIT, there's WDHA, you know, out in Jersey and stuff. And I'm sure there's stations like WSOU, which is metal out of Seton Hall. But do you, you know, it's, I don't know, like, I feel like it's kind of depressing that there's no mainstream rock station or like alternative rock station for new bands to kind of, you know, be heard on. And in, in that respect, and do you, I guess my question is where, where do you see, you know, terrestrial radio going in the future of, you know, rock, rock music or, you know, rock radio, I should say. Yeah. I mean, it's a good question because I think actually the genre itself, not even the medium, the genre itself is now niche. Whereas rock used to be the number one form of music it's not anymore and i right. think people have a hard time realizing that it's it's hip-hop it's rap that is the number one now and i think for a lot of our listeners too they're like what what's going on because it's it's like their favorite music is is kind of seems to be dying off it's not dying off but it's it's not it's not popular anymore. It's like we're we're the people now who are into rock music. We're niche. It's very <laughs> strange. So you're gonna have. I think that's just natural that a niche genre 
is not going to have as many stations. You're not going to have as many. And it's going to push people online, you know? Yeah. People are just listening probably more to whatever streaming services that they they go to. You know, if you like this, then you like that. Um, you know, obviously, we're going to try and hang on as, as long as we can. Um, it's tenuous because we're public radio. Um, and you see that, like... Yeah, ninety two point three is 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 le- I think like this week. Oh my god! Like two days from now, they're yeah. gonna flip. They're, they're, they're gonna ending. flip to uh, ten ten wins. So I mean, uh, it's, it's, crazy. it's crazy. I'm. Yeah. I feel. And this is this is the thing that like, you know, as someone who works for one of the remaining stations. It's good and it's bad because like <laughs> we are it's good for us because like obviously we're going to get those listeners and that's good for us. But at the same time it's like cool so all our friends died. We'll yeah. we'll get their friends. You know it just it feels yeah. kind of shitty. You know it feels yeah. kind of shitty for all of our and, friends and, to die. And you're not playing you guys aren't playing that 90s early 2000s alt rock music all the time like you're not going to no. hear you know, uh, a lot of, I don't know, incubus on <laughs> WFUV no. <laughs> and, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So, you know, no, I mean, I mean, it's just, no, I, I, I literally was, was, was no. floating through the stations yeah. yesterday and heard incubus on 92, three. And I was like, and so that's the first thing that popped in my head, but yeah, it's, it's really sad. I mean, I remember when one Oh one nine, uh, when Matt Penfield, it was on, on that, on that, for that short period, mm-hmm. two years that, yeah. you know, that, that station was on and, you know, and then the fact that WPLJ is even gone like yeah. that, that's a, you know, that's a mainstay in, in yeah. New York. And that yeah. was, that was real sad. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, it's, it's definitely, you know, we kind of have to shift our brains. You're right. Cause we are, you know, it's our, the type of music, rock music really isn't super popular. And, you know, I'm not even sure, like you said, beyond hip hop and you know straight pop, I don't know what else really is you know yeah. popular at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're just going to have to like people are just going niche streaming. Yeah. Usually at the end of the the, the podcast, each episode, um, we ask our guests what music they're listening to. Obviously, people can go and listen to you during your show and, and hear what you, you're really into. But for those that, you know, may, you know, aren't listening or just, you know, if there's any music that you are listening to that you can't play on, on, on your, on your radio show, what, what are you really digging? What are three songs or artists that you've been really digging lately? I love this new Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's album so hard. It is so good. Um, and I saw them recently and they were just mind blowing. So like, I can't stop thinking about them. I got good um, reviews from uh, you know Joe and, and some uh, my cousin who went to the show yeah. and they said it was, it was awesome. so good. It was so good. Um, and you know, actually, the opening band was a band called the Linda Lindas, who I yep. think are great. They are so good. They're like a young punk band, all female, and like the oldest one, maybe the oldest one is eighteen or seventeen. The youngest is like 
12 or something like that. It's bizarre, <laughs> but they're super tight. much fun and it was so cool to see young people at the audience like kids rocking out and I remember I was in the bathroom at one point and this little girl was like come on mom come on we gotta go we gotta go they're starting soon <laughs> so it was, it was really really adorable yeah. and charming um so yeah I, I guess I would say them too um I love this guy Kuko right now who does music in English and in Spanish me duele que ya no se saque cuando mi vida la aporté. Yo no sabía que tú eras así. Solo te aprovechaste de mí. Me duele que te portes así. Mi vida no es la misma sin ti. Con unos tequilitas y weed tendré que olvidarme de ti. No sé. And I love this. Um, this new, oh, you know who I love? I love Krungbin. They're, mm, yes, uh, yes. They're so dynamic, this band. They can do anything. They sound yes, they so cool. Like, it's just a trio, with, too, right? It's just three It's of just them. a trio, but like they teamed up with like Leon Bridges to do this like cool R&B record two records with them and i loved both of them and then they teamed up with view farcatore ali farcatore's mm -hmm. son for this awesome um tribute album to ali farcatore and it's not cover songs um it's really you guys cool. been playing and you guys have been yeah, playing Tongo their, Barra, their, their we've been playing track, this yeah. song yeah love that stuff i'm kind of a sucker for like um like a global fest type thing like mm -hmm. i love an international flavor i love throwing in a song in a different language i think it just like it really sticks out and it, and it feels cool i don't know what they say but i like it <laughs> i like the way they're saying it yeah so i don't know yeah yeah and wet, wet leg and did i say wet leg i love them no so yeah we, yeah they're, they're amazing great. they're very yeah. cheeky minxes Yes, I enjoy yes. them. And, and one more question for you, because, you you know, you, you, you're from the city, you live in the city, and you, you love going to concerts. What are your three favorite places to see shows in New York City? 
Oh, well, Barry Ballroom, I think, oh, is course, yep. probably my favorite place to see a show. It's so much fun. I've seen so much great music there. Um, here's a tip. Go left. Okay. <laughs> People always go right. Go left. Go left yeah. to the back of the bar and then go to the side and then slip in. I'm 5'2". Okay. I need this. <laughs> Tell your short friends. Um and then I love I a place to... that's got a, a balcony too. Yes, yes. I love I love going to the balcony. You know, I, I went to the University of Maryland and then lived in the D.C. area for a few years. So I went to a lot of shows at the 930 Club. And I, I would just, you know, unless it was like a Ben Fold solo show where it was just him on a piano where I want to be right there, I would go yeah. upstairs, center balcony, right above the soundboard and just, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm also a huge Ben Folds fan. I yeah. love him so much. I've interviewed him once. Nice. Um, and it was so cool. He was such a nice guy, just like as yeah. funny and personable and charming as as he is in his music. He's like that in real life. Yeah, I've, just, I've met him a couple of times. Yeah, he's, he's right. Isn't really he so nice. cool? Yeah. I love very, his music. I think he's so yeah. funny. I'm, I'm a sucker for like a, a funny lyric. It's yeah. just it gets yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, you know what line always I think about often? He goes, I'm lonely, but I'm right. I think about that <laughs> when I'm arguing with my husbands. I'm lonely and I'm right. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> so, oh, so more venues you're talking about? You want yeah, three? Okay, you got so Bowery, I like that one. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. I like Mercury Lounge because I've seen so many fun oh, yeah. bands there. Um, and uh, you know what venue is super fun? This place in Brooklyn, what is it called? Um, they do a lot of shows that, like, I've gone there for, like, comedy. I've gone there the Bell for... House? Yes, the Bell House. I love the yeah. Bell House. I go with the Bell House. Nice. Now, I wasn't sure if you are going to go for any of the bigger venues or, or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, there's so many good places now. It's, it's Yeah, Music Hall of Williamsburg. Yeah, I mean, nice. I went to the United Palace Theater for the first time when I saw Wilco oh. Uh, oh, for nice. the 20th anniversary. Nice, the, I was at that show, Sasha. one of those shows. And I, I didn't even know that place existed, and it's like it's very one cool. of the most beautiful places. Like it's gorgeous, oh. right? Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's King's amazing. Theater. King's Theater is yeah. beautiful, like that. Oh, too. yeah, great. Yeah. The only problem with King's Theater that I don't like is the balcony is so far back. Like it yeah. is. It's yeah. it's really far back, and you know yeah. both shows I went to, I saw Wolfpack there and I saw Wilco there. I was really far, uh, I was up close. So, but like, you know, that's that's always my thing. I, I you know, I, I hate being so far back, but sometimes you uh -huh. just got to be upstairs if you can't, you know, can't get tickets. Oh, totally, so, totally. Yeah, so. Now, do you have to like Wilco because you are, have a dad podcast, uh, dad rock podcast? No, no. Well, that, <laughs> no, we did have uh, Rob Mitchum on who did. You was one of it was like the guy who used it in a pitchfork uh, mm -hmm. review or, or some who article. now is a fan. Yeah, he well, I mean, he always he said he always was. And it was just like oh. when he was listening to Sky Blue Sky, it was uh, he just felt like it was, you know, they took a turn versus, you know, what they what they did initially. Uh, but he's he's a big fan. He you know he's from Chicago. He loves Wilco. He loves Twe Jeff Tweedy's stuff. Yeah. So, but it was yeah. he usually comes. He actually comes on. We're hoping to have him on again. Uh, he does it because he does this uh, spreadsheet um, at the end of the year of, of the top 
uh, does all like the major publications, the rankings of the albums. Yeah. And he, he has like an algorithm and he figures out what is like the, the number one album, uh, ranked album, uh, reviewed album of the year. And he has a whole spreadsheet of which ones make huh. the top 20 lists and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, wow. Uh, so it's like a, yeah. like a, like a 520 political thing but with music or it was 538 except it's just an Excel so like sheet. <laughs> but with, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's great because we've i've i've picked up on i've learned about artists i never even knew about because i would like go through and be like oh i'm gonna check this yeah. out i'm gonna check this yeah. out and and so it's cool but hmm. yeah no i i got into wilco late i was actually upset uh -huh. that i i got into them in uh my mid-20s and when my college roommate was listening to them but i was not my brain wasn't open to them yet but i you know yeah Got into them in the late 2000s, or, you know, uh -huh. and been a huge fan ever since. But no, it's the Dad Rocks uh, was, the, you know, it was something we brought up. But uh, yeah, it's not not the not the reason why, you know, I have a show. Well, so, I, I have to say, like, I, I have a slight issue with that term because there is no female equivalent. Like, there's no mom rock. I'm not sure what right. mom rock. And, and, and if you said mom rock now... Like, what do people think of? I think they think of things like Brandy Carlisle, right. uh, Vanessa Carlton. Is that, would she be mom I mean, rock? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, would St. Vincent but, be but mom the, rock? Like, you know, that's like, you know, would someone like St. Vincent be mom rock? I, 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 I don't, I don't hmm. know. Probably not. But like, you know, yeah. it's there. I feel like there are definitely more artists out there that could, you know, fit that that bill maybe you should kind of that should be a just something something for you to maybe to, i'll do a sister coin. podcast maybe i'll do a sister <laughs> podcast a mom rock podcast but but my point is like also all of the bands that are considered dad rock are bands that i love so yeah. well because it, it's like it, it's really just like you know rock at like music. kind of a medium it's pace like, it's like yeah, yeah it's just like, like does dad rock kind of mean like just like adult rock is that is that what dad rock is like it's adult rock? kind of it's just like you know non-offensive you know solid you know rock music I mean, like it's like i mean we'll go have songs about doing heroin is that like non-offensive but it's not but the but the music itself is you know not super offensive it's not like in your face like super loud super aggressive it's not you know too psychedelic it's just like mm -hmm. it's you know even keeled kind of kind of stuff like stuff that you I could suppose. throw on while you're you know grilling and you know you know drinking a beer in the backyard like, don't you i don't think, know but then when you go to a wilco concert like nels klein goes crazy and so does glenn kochi yeah oh yeah and so I mean, does yes, like yes. they all they're not like like the jams are like kind of wild and like yes and, out and, there. and, and or maybe have, are they and, just wild for a mom no, 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 I no. I mean, like they definitely have, you know, the uh, the the lights like my, my wife actually did, doesn't want to go to see Wilco again because of all the uh, I think it was during was it during heavy metal drummer or whatever. They have like uh, a lot of uh, strobe lights and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh -huh. you know, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. But I think it's but if you listen to like like their live shows are different than like if you put the on album. their more recent stuff, it's like. Uh -huh. Just you know, yeah. it's, it's 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 whatever. Like Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot, Summer Teeth, totally different than if you throw on like Sky Blue Sky or even yeah. like you know the the Wilco album or you know Whole Love, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, even My Morning Jacket, right? Would My Morning Jacket yeah. be Dad Rock? 
Um, but their, you know, their stuff is, especially their early stuff is kind of out there, you know, and yeah. they're, they're more psychedelic and they, you know, I don't know. I, I don't maybe know. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe like the albums are more palatable, but the live shows, they really stretch out. I don't know. Right. I don't know. But my morning jacket is one of my favorite bands. Also, if that's like a yeah. dad rock band, but like maybe I don't, I don't, inside yeah. I am a dad. I don't know. I'm having like an identity crisis now. Well, maybe the, again, I get. I think that you need to maybe explore this idea of mom rock. Like you know, find, yeah. you know, because you know it is kind of, you know, uh, do do you know the band the Beths? Oh yeah, love the Beths. Yeah. So it would that I that I feel like that could be mom rock. Like I mean it's kind of like nineties yeah. alternative, but it's like yeah. not really offensive, like, but it's is, also is, hmm. Yeah. Is but, mom I mean, rock like think, the Oh, the ultimate mom rock band, the Breeders. Yeah, oh there we go, you know. Why not? I mean it says it right there in the name. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Yeah. I really think this is something that this is a good discussion, a good thought, good thought process. You know, this is, maybe this is you the should, female perspective here. Do you, you have, do you, you, cause you do the all request lunch hour, right? Still or no? Did you guys stop doing that? No, no, yeah. no, no. We, I don't do that, but Corny oh. does, uh, he does right. a, a request. Yeah. In the morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's what you should say is like, you know, I say Corny, like, you know, we should ask for mom rock songs and like, it's like, Man, what I'm would just be gonna, mom rock? you know what? I'm, I'm actually just going to pitch a new feature. I'm just going to pitch a, a mom rock feature. Yeah. Maybe I'll start Do doing it. like a mom rock feature on, on Fridays or something like that. Like, I think that you mom should. Mom rock Mondays. <gasps> there you go. There you oh, go. Yeah. I'm going to start doing it on Monday. I'm going to start doing mom rock Mondays. Oh, snap. Okay. That's all. Yeah. Hey, Hey, um, you know, we're, we're born right here. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> and you know, I think I think it's great because you know, for me, I mean, I I, I was, I, I've always had a hard time. Maybe it's just because of the you know, because music is usually male dominated. I'm a guy, you know. I've always had trouble finding female artists and female you know singers that I've you know kind of gravitated to. But as I mm -hmm. get older, it's I've definitely been more open to it. Like again, like yeah. the Beths are one of my favorite bands now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Saint Vincent has become one of my favorite right. artists. Uh, mm -hmm. Sharon Jones was like, you know, was such a I was obsessed with yeah. Right. And, but before that, like I probably had, you know, one or two albums by like a female, like I had a Nora Jones album, yeah. like her little Willie's out. Like that was it. Like that was it. Yeah, and, that's and, not, that's you know, not mom rock. I know, that's, but I'm just saying, I think rock. in general though, it's hard. It yeah. might be like, I think that's, I think it's, you know, I think you need to explore this because I think there's a yeah. lot of, a fee yeah. of, of moms and, and women who love rock and yeah you gotta figure out you know what would be the, the male equivalent to well, wilco and dad rock well you know here's the other thing that i think is is a little bit of a struggle because like i'm doing this this new york slice feature right and i have to say like 80 percent of the bands that submit are male based bands there's only there's really less female bands and i don't know why that is there's got to be more female bands out there like maybe there's just know. more i think there's just more men in rock than there are what do you need there's more men in rock than there are women in rock yeah, and i think absolutely. we need to change that yeah well yeah alisa thank you so much for coming on to thank this you. dad rocks podcast i i really hope you do explore this mom rocks 
thing and I will make sure to listen every Monday if you do this. But it, it was it was so fun talking to you today. Um, thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you so much, Josh. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode and a special thanks again to Elisa Ali for coming on to the show. You can listen to her on WFUV Monday through Fridays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, you can do so either online at WFUV.org or if you are in the New York City area, turn your FM dial to 90.7 FM. You can also follow her on Instagram at Action Ali. That's A-C-T-I-O-N-A-L-I. And on Twitter at Airwaves Ali. That's A-I-R-W-A-V-E-S-A-L-I. If you enjoyed what you heard today and haven't already, please go ahead and follow, like, subscribe, or whatever you need to do to automatically get new episodes of the podcast. We'd love that. We'd also really appreciate it if you left a review on whichever podcasting platform you use uh, or just told a friend or two about the show. All of that helps us spread the word about Dad Rocks. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at Dad Rocks Pod, as well as on Facebook by just searching up Dad Rocks Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or any show ideas for us, or just want to give us a shout, you can always message us on those social media outlets or email us at dadrockspod at gmail.com. I'm hoping there will be at least one more episode, if not two, before the end of the calendar year, so be on the lookout for those in the coming weeks. And uh, I am working on getting uh, a couple of exciting guests on for 2023. One is uh, penciled in for the spring. Um, So uh, really excited about uh, that. So thanks again for listening today. And remember, dads and moms, you rock.